You're listening to an open book podcast. I'm Sarah Lynn, your guide to getting visible online, fellow bookworm, and Elon Musk superfan. In these episodes, I'm opening up all kinds of business and personal growth books to share their best insights and ideas with you. You'll also hear each week the candid stories of other entrepreneurs as they open up about what it's really like to start and grow a business that aligns with your purpose. If you're open to learning both practical and mystical approaches for getting there, you're in the right place and I'll see you on the inside. This week's book of the week is called The Book of Beautiful Questions, the powerful questions that will help you decide, create, connect, and lead by Warren Berger. And we had a quote from Warren's book a few weeks ago when we were doing the quote of the days. So that title may sound familiar. Today, what I'm going to do is give you a quick recap of of the different sections because I am loving this book. I think I got this book two years ago and it's one that like I have post-it notes in here and underlined and I pull it off um, the shelf regularly. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this would be a really good one um, for you as well. And the cool thing about this is, and this is totally my personality, and if it's not yours, you can read it cover to cover too. But sometimes I like to skip around in books or I'm like, oh, what do I need? Like, what am I feeling? right now. And this book is one of those books where you can jump around because it is really um, delineated into those four sections, deciding if you have a decision you can't, you're having a hard time making. There's some really great decision-making questions, um, how to tease out your creativity. And then there's a section on connecting with others, whether it's your significant other, your friend, your uh, child, parent, coworker, anybody, um, stranger, you know, at a networking event or at the coffee shop. There's some really, really good ones in that one, that section. And then there's a whole section on leading, whether it's a, you know, a big company, a small company, a small team, maybe just yourself as a personal brand right now and painting the picture of, you know, being the leader, being able to, to make a vision for where you're taking your business in the future. And there's a lot of good questions with that. So again, I I think the first time around I did try and read it pretty much cover to cover. Um, but you can absolutely jump around, which I like to be able to do that. Sometimes it's like, what is pulling at me right now? So what I thought I'd do is just run through each section and give you a little highlight. So that way, even if you don't run out and get the book this very moment, um, you're still going to have some really, really great things to think about. So the first, um, the first section in here is around decision making and there there are so within each section there's it's it kind of reads like a book like there's this section you know how you know this topic this subtopic but then what i love is like a quick reference guide and what i use the most after reading it the first time is there's like these little sidebars that tell you like ask these four questions to check your biases and beliefs ask these questions to 
you know, get, help you get unstuck. So those are, those are very frequently put throughout the entire book, um, which is really nice. So if you know, you can go to a section just like, Oh, okay. Like what are the, what are some quick questions, um, that I can get to start thinking about, or I can, you know, take with me at this upcoming event that I have to ask better questions. So, um, I really like the layout of this book too. And for the first section, I'm just going to pull out two questions that I thought were really, really good. And I thought that you would be able to relate to, or that would be really applicable and helpful for you. So in the decision-making section, there's this question about, you know, well, first of all, there's this reminder that our time is so valuable and it is really limited and how often we spend time doing things that we feel like we should do. I know you know what I'm talking about. And um, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know, do I really want to do this or do I just feel obligated? So that's why I want to do it. And they said to ask yourself this question to get some really to get a really clear answer and oh my gosh I have I have used this and it's you know even once you get the answer there's a whole process for you know going through um and saying no especially if it's somebody that's really close to you that you want to disappoint I understand that however even just understanding what you want I think is really helpful so the question is this how would I feel if I accepted this invitation and then found out it had been canceled. If you feel elated, then don't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is, I love, love that question so much. Because um, we can already, it's, uh, it's like that exercise, I don't know if you've heard me talk about it before, where if you have a decision that you're having a hard time making, to put option A on a on the heads of a quarter and put your option B on the tails of a quarter and just say, okay, I'm going to go with whatever option it lands on. Like I really can't decide. I don't know what I want to do. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw it up in the air. And if on the way down, you find yourself hoping that it lands on a certain side, then you have your answer before you even see if it's heads or tails, knowing what you hope it will be um, is your answer. So it's kind of, it's kind of like that. I thought that was a really good one. And then the other one that they talked about in the section around making decisions of any kind, this was kind of just a, a general, how do I make decisions, right? This or that stay or go start or stop. They said, okay, he said, you know, think about what would future me decide? And he used this really great analogy or I guess it's an example of a client of his that was struggling with whether or not they should take a job. And the job was a $70,000 salary raise, but it required moving. And they were just, the client was just really struggling with the thought of like such a big change. And he said, okay, let's let's come at this from a different angle. Let's just shift your perspective a little bit. He said, let's say that you already have the job that you have just been offered. Let's say you already have it. You're living in this other city and then you're offered this new job, which is the job you have now. So it's going to allow you to be closer to home. However, 
it's going to require you to take a $70,000 paycheck or pay cut. Would you take it? And in this particular situation, he said, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. No, I wouldn't. Um, and so that helped him get over that fear by just kind of spending a minute visualizing being in the future and already like having gone through the change. He was saying that it made it easier to think about, okay, what do I, yeah, what do I, what would I want to do um, without factoring in that, that unknown, that uncertainty that goes off in our brain when we're about to make a change. So I know there's lots of things like that in all of our lives where we're like, oh, this or that. So you got the quarter, (laughs) the quarter idea, you got putting yourself, go ahead and putting yourself in that future situation. And he gets more into that in the book. Obviously, I'm not going to read the book to you. You can get it on Audible or I, I would recommend getting the hard copy of this one because I use it as a reference. And I think you would too. It'd be nice to have the hard copy. And then the last one in the section that I thought might be helpful for you is there's a whole, he has a a sidebar around fear and failing. And one of the questions he said to think about when you're, when you're just kind of like stuck in a situation because you're afraid you're going to fail, he said to think about, okay, if I did fail, what would be the reasons? If I did fail, what would be the reasons? And that's so crazy. What like that's such a simple question. But then I've done this before and it's like, well, it's because I didn't <laughs> show up consistently. It's because I didn't put out my offer. It's because I didn't talk about it enough. It's because, you know, XYZ. And so then it's like, okay, okay, like we th- we can manage this. Me and my inner <laughs> dialogue. We can fix this. Like we can we can d- manage this. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, what if I fail? And that's just so ambiguous and vague. I think if you can put like pen to paper on like, okay, well, why would you fail? And then this follow-up question to that is like, well, what, what could I do to recover? So even if knowingly you went into that, you knew what you might fail and you still failed, how might you recover? And I think this is such an example of one of those times where how, like where your your brain um, questions can be so powerful for our brains because our brains go to work to answer the questions that we ask them. And so that question to me is just one of those really great examples of the question, the quality of your life is the quality of your questions. And so nobody ever gets to to the question. Well, I don't want to say nobody, but very few people get to the question, okay, if I did fail, how would I recover? It's always, oh my God, what if I failed, right? So even by just putting your mind to work to say, okay, if I did fail, if I did do this, how would I recover? So good, right? Okay, and that, I mean, that chapter is chocked full of, this is just a teaser. There's so many more that I had, I had to like scratch off and dwindle down because I don't want this to be the audible version of this book. Um, But I think even that chapter alone could be a little life-changing for you. Okay. So the second section in here is all about creativity. And this can apply if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a writer, if you identify as a creative person, um, if you don't identify as a creative person, um, because we all have creativity inside of us in some, in some way, some shape or form. And so this is how to, and it might even just be like a, like a hobby. Um, 
And if you hear some noise in the background, it's because I am looking for this page. I noticed in one of the episodes, um, you can hear the shuffling of the pages. So um, that is what that is. I'm trying to be quiet, but it just kind of just kind of happened. So in here, I'm going to read this one of the many powerful sidebars for the chapter on part two, questions for sparking creativity. And I felt a little seen and called out on these. So I'm going to share these with you. So it said, he said, if you're having trouble getting started on our creative project, ask these six questions. And I know we've all had some trouble getting started before. So I know I'm not alone here. Um, Okay. So he said, first question, am I chasing butterflies? Meaning you keep thinking of new ideas instead of moving forward with an existing project. To develop an idea, you must pick one butterfly and pin it down. Okay. I was like, oh, so called out here. So called out. Um, The second question is, who will hold me accountable? So share your idea with someone and schedule a series of small deliverables. And that might even be um, maybe, yeah, maybe a, a coach you're working with or I don't know, your boss, coworker, a peer, or maybe it even is just your calendar. Um, putting things, just physically writing them in the calendar helps me, but it does, there's like an additional, it's like why we would hire a personal trainer or nutritionist, right? Like we know typically what we need to be eating. We know what we should be doing with our physical activity. It's just that, that extra layer of accountability to help us keep moving along even when we don't feel like it, even when we're afraid. So that is important. The third question in this list is, am I rearranging the bookshelves? Again, so guilty of this. So he says that this refers to the act of preparing to create. It may involve setting up a workspace, taking lessons, doing research, each of which is fine until the point it becomes a stall tactic. Have you ever done that? (laughs) Do you rearrange the bookshelf? rearrange the your office desk clean up your desktop on your computer i'll create like folders in google drive that i'm just going to clean up i'll organize my canva folders and again like all of that probably has some type of place it's just okay wait a minute am i stalling (laughs) am i just rearranging the bookshelf here so i don't have to get started okay and then the fourth question i really really love it said how can i lower the bar Instead of trying to begin with greatness, be willing to start off with something just merely okay or maybe even bad. (gasps) Just even thinking about that takes off the pressure. It's like, okay, I would love for this to be a best-selling book or I would love this video on YouTube to go viral. I would love this post to get 500 likes. But if it doesn't, if it... if you have, if you put that pressure on yourself and then it doesn't happen, it's like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. This was a disappointment. Or maybe you don't ever put it out there because you are afraid that that won't happen. But I love the question of like, what if you just got one comment? What if one person just said it was helpful? What if, what if, you know, what if you just wrote a crappy book so that you could get that out and then write your great book after that, right? You have to get that out in order to get to the good stuff. So I really like that question of, okay, I'm just getting started. So, you know, how can I just lower the bar on this? The fifth one is where, what if I could begin anywhere? Um, we've talked about 
the human design on here a couple of times and I am a manifesting generator. And one of the, um, I guess, what is it? Characteristics of that type is that we like to jump around a lot. We don't follow the steps at all. And so this question I personally love because it's like even reading a book right now, I'm reading a book and I've just kind of jumped around like, Oh, what page do I want to read? What topic? Um, some people though are very, you know, step one, step two, step three, and that's great. Is there a way though to just go ahead and jump in somewhere in the middle or is, is it possible to skip, skip the first step or three steps just so you can start thinking about further down the road? You know, again, that's kind of one of those like, oh, tell your mind what to do and it'll, it'll do it. So maybe by thinking five, 10 steps ahead, start planning, working on those maybe the the f- steps before that even become just just automatically appear because you've worked it out that far. So that was a good question. And then the last one, he asks it this way. I'm going to give you another way to think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can I make a prototype? So is there a way to do like a sketch or a beta website? And I'm a huge fan of if you have an idea for a um coaching program or a group program or a course or a membership, um, is there a way just to do a beta? Is there a way to do, instead of doing a 90-day course, is there a way to do like a one-week beta? Is there a way before you turn it into a course to do a group coaching program um, to help you kind of tease out the things that your audience really want to hear versus what you think that they want to hear. Um, and, and maybe that maybe it needs, it probably needs to be a bit of both. Um, so i like that too, because it's like, Hey, you know, this is a, an experiment right now. I, this is a, again, if you've never done something, how are you going to know how to do it? So, um, those six questions were really good. And this chapter also so packed with all kinds of questions, to, to kind of get those creative juices flowing. So that was one of my favorite chapters, just kind of based on where I'm at right now. And then the third section um, is around connecting with others, which, well, gosh, I hate to say the other one was my favorite because this one was really good too. And the reason, and I'm not going to read six questions to you again on here, but I'm going to give you something to think about in this section. So the third section is around questions to help connect with others. And in this one, Kind of the the biggest takeaway for me was what he says in this paragraph around we just use, maybe we do still ask questions in social settings, but they've they've become like so just mundane and actually incurious. So a common kind of misuse of a question is the, how are you? Like we just use that out of habit. How are you? Fine good, (laughs) right? There's typically not a lot of meaningful conversation that comes after, how are you? Um, The other one that he talks about is sometimes we'll ask questions, but like in in a way to make a, like a critical statement in disguise, like, what were you thinking? (laughs) Right? So that doesn't really count. It's a question technically, but it doesn't really count. And then the the third type of like misstep we make with 
questions and connecting with others a lot of times is we form the question as advice. Like, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? Oh, so guilty of this. Um, especially those of you who just feel like, oh gosh, I, I love to be a problem solver. I love to help. I want to help people solve their problems. I am so guilty of this. And most of the time it's not helpful. I'm just, <laughs> I don't like it done to me. I know I've gotten feedback that people don't like it when I do it to them. So, um, I love that you brought that one up. So those are kind of three uh, missteps when, um, connecting with others and asking questions, but he did give, um, a short list of some quick questions I'm going to run down other than to ask, how are you? So rather than asking the, how are you question, ask, what's the best thing that's happened to you today? What are you excited about in life right now? What are you most looking forward to at this gathering? And instead of asking, Oh, so what do you do? You can ask, so what are you most passionate about? What problem do you wish you could solve? What did you want to do or what did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, You could even ask, you know, like, what are you, what are you working on right now? Instead of what do you do? What are you working on right now? I do like the, like, what are you most passionate about? Um, and so I thought that could just even, again, even those couple simple questions I can think could really elevate, um, our relationships of all kinds. I'm thinking like, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Like your kids asking your significant other that asking your friend that maybe your audience, a, a group, maybe you have a Facebook group. Um, and just kind of what, better conversation and connection is going to come out of questions like that versus how are you? (laughs) Right? So, and I'm definitely guilty of that. So, okay. And then the last and final section in here is the lead section around, um, being a better leader questions for stronger leadership. And there is a ton of stuff in here. If you are in the corporate world, um, or maybe you have a large team, this chapter would be really, really good for you. The whole chapter. Um, here I picked a couple of things, a couple of questions that just knowing um, who who's listening to this, a lot of us are thinking about starting our own business, have a side business, um, are getting a new business going. So some of them may not be as applicable. Um, however, there however at the same time they can be just tweaked a little bit to be really applicable but there was a section in here um that he called releasing your inner steve jobs by asking visionary questions so you could think of this you know through the lens of you know a leader of a big company but also just the leader of your new business that you're getting started your new idea that you're bringing to life. And so there are a couple in here that I'm going to pull out. So let's say you've already started and you're kind of thinking, okay, like what's the next step? What, what do I do? What's next for this? And the question around how can we become the company that would put us out of business? So start by envisioning a threat that doesn't exist, quote unquote yet, or not quote unquote, but parentheses yet. And they were saying in the, in this chapter specifically, like that's one of the, that's one of the ways that Apple stayed so like ahead of the game. Cause they were constantly 
outdoing themselves. They weren't worried about what other people were doing. They were, they were competing with the best future version of themselves. And so that's, that, that's, that, I don't know that that's an easy question to answer, but that's definitely something to think about and maybe journal on. Um, the other one was if an Oracle could tell us about our business five years from now, what would we ask? So not just what would the company look like in five years, but what would, what would you ask? Think about the most critical questions that go on to work on them because you're the Oracle. And then the last one in here is what is our vision question? So forget the vision statement, pursue the future with an open-ended question. I thought that was really good, right? Um, Like that, that whole like curiosity, being curious about something, uncovering, looking to uncover something, um, I don't know, can go, can go so far. So I thought those were good. Um, And you know, I love, I love good Steve Jobs (laughs) quote uh, speech, anything analogy about him. So I thought that one was a good one. And again, that's just one little snippet of a really great chapter on leadership. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with are just some more general questions. Um, at the end of the book, there's a whole chapter called the inquiring life, which is really, really good because it's filled with all these really practical exercises that, you can do on yourself. You can, you know, take the exercise and take it with you that day and put it, put it into practice. And so his recommendation was kind of going back to connecting with others. Um, just because gosh, I, I learn so much and I know you probably feel this way too. I learned so much. I become such a better person. Um, when I have these really meaningful conversations with other people that go a little deeper. And at the very beginning of the book, he talks about, you know, do we really need, you know, people always ask me like, do we really need to be having these deep and meaningful conversations? Um, Like, why can't we just keep it at the surface? And he's like, well, like, what's the point of that? What is the point? And actually people want to share, like people like talking about themselves. So give them an opportunity make it easier for them to open up and do that. So this exercise is around um, using questions instead of giving advice. And so again, I was just thinking about the situations a lot of us might be in with as a parent, like I'm taking this to heart as a parent, I'm going to try and get better at this, um, as a friend. And then it, for those of you, maybe in the, the coaching world, um, consulting strategists, um, I think this could be really helpful too. So instead of giving advice, he lists these seven questions to ask instead. I'm going to go through them quickly. Um, but they're, they're in the back of this book in the inquiring life chapter. He said, here's some questions to ask. So what's going on? So tell me about the challenge that you're facing. Like really start to understand. So if somebody complains, basically he's saying, don't just say, oh, you know, jump into a solution. Say, okay, like what, like what's going on? What's going on? Okay. Question two, what have you tried already? I really, I love that question. What have you tried already? Number three, you could ask somebody. If you could, if you could try anything to solve this, what would you try? And again, okay, I said I was going to go through these quickly, but I just, I have so many thoughts about all of these. I think this is one of those 
situations where it's like that whole, um, you know, teach a man to fish. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to screw this up right now. I'm, it just came to me and I didn't prepare for it, but it was like the teach the man to fish type of thing and he'll eat for forever. Whereas if you just give him a fish right for the day, he's going to, he's going to be, uh, <laughs> be hungry the next day. And so what I love about this question is you're kind of helping teach whoever you're talking to in this, um, or helping them fish for themselves. So helping them come up with their own solutions. If you could try anything to solve this, what would you try? And again, that's one of those questions. Okay. I asked my brain this question. It's going to go to work. And then this is really good. Number four is just asking, okay, what else? And repeat that question several times if you needed just to um, uncover additional ideas. Really, really like that. And then the fifth question you could ask is, okay, well, what, which of these options interests you the most? The sixth question, what might stand in the way of this idea and what can be done about it? So you're already like, okay, let's assume you're going to have a problem. Let's assume... You might fail, okay? What's going what's gonna to cause that failure, right? It's kind of going back to that same type of questioning. What might stand in the way of this idea and what can be done about it? And the last question in this is what is one step that you could take to begin acting on this right away? And we could do this on ourselves. We could do this on ourselves because immediately, immediately, even as I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of some of my own challenges and I'm thinking, yeah, what, just one thing, like what's one thing? And it's just really crazy how that one thing leads to a next, another thing. So that's a really powerful question to ask your mind, plant that seed in your mind and have it spit back an answer so you can move forward, even if it's just one step. So like I said, I love this book so much, so much. I feel like it has given me, and even if you, you know, do I, do I get on a phone call with my friend and like open chapter, you know, three and it's like, Oh, I got some questions for you. No, I don't do that. You could, I mean, you could, you could set this up specifically with your spouse and say, Hey, like I, you know, let's ask each other some questions. You could certainly do that. I'm not knocking that. Um, but I think it also, and also not, but, but, and also you just, you know, use it for inspiration. And by reading it, I think your mind is automatically going to start to expand and start to see your own, you know, bigger, more open-ended questions to have those more meaningful conversations with others and maybe with yourself. Yeah hopefully with yourself. So again, this was the book of beautiful questions by Warren Berger. I would recommend the hard copy and it's going to be just so helpful. Um, with helping yourself and others um, make those decisions, spur creativity, connect in a deeper way, and become the leader of yourself or a business or the family or whatever it is you're leading um, with some really powerful questions for for the for the people that you're leading so with that i'll be back later this week um with our friday episode in the meantime have the best week and i'll see you soon thanks so much for being here and hanging out for another episode if you haven't already subscribe to an open book podcast so that it gets added to your library and is there when you're ready to listen and when you leave a five-star review email me over at hello at 
sarahlynco.com or DM me on Instagram at sarahlynn.co and I'll send you a copy of my Beyond the Book book club recap and journal questions from our June pick, Stop Checking Your Likes by Susie Moore. In the meantime, take care of yourself and I'll see you back here soon.